God bless America. You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. And this episode is titled A New America. And for this episode, I'll be covering the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse. The three men involved in the killing of Ahmed Arbery have been found guilty. Two men that were accused of assassinating Malcolm X have been exonerated after 56 years. And also, I'll be covering the current state of America under the leadership of Joseph R. Biden. Hillary Clinton has stepped in and she's given her take and she's not holding back. So we'll cover all of that on this episode. Uh, at the time of this recording, it's it's Thanksgiving week. So I hope everyone is, is thankful for, for being alive, for 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 enjoying the the year. It was it hasn't been the most pleasant two years in America. But if you're alive, thanks be to God. We're approaching Christmas soon after, and the holidays are here, so we get everyone's getting ready for a fresh new start at the, at the top of next year. I'm doing well, so, you know. You're always building the brand. Uh, it's 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 a it's an everyday process. You're learning every single day, but I'm in good spirits. Let's get into it. Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty in the killing of two men and the wounding of another. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Kyle Rittenhouse, he came to prominence during the shooting of Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake was shot sometime after the killing of George Floyd when the country was just fed up. I mean, Americans were upset about everything. They were upset about the president. They were upset about the, the lockdowns. They were f- upset about COVID and the police. The police um, shootings did not make things any better. George Floyd, of, of course, died after having a knee on his neck for eight minutes and forty-six seconds. The officer who who committed the act has been sentenced. He is he is going to to jail. George Floyd's family ha- has been compensated thanks to to the work of Ben Crump. So Jacob Blake came came sometimes af- afterward. The difference between the two, Jacob Blake had law enforcement called on him after he had allegedly sexually assaulted a woman and took her her car keys and cops were called and he was told to stop he didn't comply and he was shot he was shot in in the back ultimately he he's paralyzed from from those gunshot wounds that led to unrest in kenosha wisconsin and mass protests throughout now it wasn't it wasn't a peaceful protest people were, were destroying property destroying uh police cars uh police stations uh businesses anything they could possibly get their hands on they, they used to, to let their frustrations out people were fed up and of course they were being uh the battery was put in their back by you know uh movements like black lives matter antifa uh, footage being shown on, on, on the media, on the news daily. So people really had the energy to go out and and create chaos. Kyle Rittenhouse, at the time, was a 17-year-old kid. He was he was he worked as a lifeguard. He worked as a janitor. He was a self-described patriot, and he wanted to protect a business there he offered protection he had he had a rifle 
and he saw what was happening and he did not he wanted to do his part he wanted to protect this community it wasn't his community he's from illinois but his father lives in in wisconsin and he was there he was protecting and as he was doing so he was confronted by some protesters and one threatened to kill him chaos ensued two men lost their lives one was wounded all three were white there were there were no no black person died at the hand of Calran House. The the only black man that was involved, Maurice um, Freeland, was pictured kicking Calran House, but he was not. He was shot at, but he was not shot. This is all important because a big part of the case was people were were, were portraying him as a white supremacist. As a, as a member of a militia group and all that was debunked and it was proven to be untrue he was just there to protect his his community and he did not kill any black person he he had he even said post trial that he has no issue with black lives matter and that he is a he, he respects their, their right to protest what struck me during the case was black people were upset about it throughout they were upset and and they, they played the race card they said he was racist and and i and i spent before I, you know recording this episode i spent a great deal of time just looking through the information hoping to to understand where the black community was coming from colin kaepernick um even even uh said it, it was racist and when i looked through it i said well there's no reason to be upset there's no information provided either through the media or via social media to show that that he harmed a black person he he had malicious intent towards black people he was a racist or any of those things it's all propaganda if i'm wrong because because i i did post this on my social media prior to recording if i'm wrong please get in contact with me inform me if Kyle Rittenhouse is racist or if, if what happened was racist, please educate me. Maybe there's something that I'm not seeing. But I saw nothing in that story to prove that he was racist or white supremacist or that the, the, the judge and the lawyers did not give him a fair trial. People also said that, well, if you were black, things would have been different. Well, Rittenhouse claimed self-defense he shot those men in self-defense they wanted to take his life his, his back was against the wall he had to defend himself and there's video documentation to prove that so he, he's not what people are saying he is but i also went back and, and said well is there precedent has 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 this happened in my lifetime and and i thought back to rapper gucci Mane in 2005 when he had a record called so icy with a fellow rapper by the name of young jeezy long story short they there was a dispute between the two they had a falling out and young jeezy sent sent a man by the name of pookie and some, maybe some others to to take out gucci man gucci man defended himself and killed pookie he pled self-defense he was his charges were dropped soldier boy also rapper soldier boy was the victim of a home invasion and he shot and killed one of the burglars 
he did not do any jail time because it was self-defense. Gucci Mane and Soldier Boy are both black men. So that really, I mean, once I was able to process that, it pretty much throws um, those, you know, racist claims out the window. I really just have to focus on, on the law and head. What I, what, I, what I learned soon after, after the trial and just, just a day before recording this, I saw a, he met with, with former President Donald Trump. And it seemed that they were, people were divided against political lines and they were not looking at, at information or evidence. They were going with what their political party told them, what the Democrats said and versus what the Republicans said. And the fact that Republicans supported him automatically, he received all of those titles, white supremacist, racist, et cetera, et cetera. All of that, that comes with being white and Republican. Just like if you're black and Republican, you get the Uncle Tom, you get the Coon, you get all of those titles. So it's pretty much, that's what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse in, in the court of public opinion. They saw who supported him, so they threw all of those titles at him and they tried to sell it to the American public. None of it was true. Ultimately, he was found out guilty. President Joe Biden said he he respected the the, the judgment. He he said he believes in the justice system, and I agree. I don't. Based off everything that I saw and, and what I read, there was there was no reason for him to be sentenced to, to jail time. Secondly, there was no reason for black people to be upset. That was my that's my main focus. Like, well, how does this pertain to the black community? Of course, the the riots and the protests were because of a black man who was shot by law enforcement. But law enforcement came onto the scene because he was accused of sexually assaulting a black woman and had stolen her property. That's why law enforcement were, were on the scene. They would not have been there had not there been an incident. He had to be held accountable, Jacob Blake. He wasn't a victim in the situation. He became a victim because of the times we were in, but he was not innocent. Kyle Rittenhouse, on the other hand, is. And that's my take, and that's that's the story. If you have any thoughts and opinions, feel free to reach out. Email me directly at jeff at jdnewsusa.com. Provide me with your take on it as well. You listen to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. The three men involved in the killing of Ahmed Arbery have all been found guilty. Travis McMichael, Gregory McMichael, and William Bryan were all found guilty of murder and other charges including malice murder, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, and criminal intent attempt to commit a felony. The... The verdict just comes just a few days after the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. And the beauty of this is, and this goes back to what I mentioned in, in the previous segment, where folks were saying it's always one step forward and two steps back. But if you look closely at the Armand Aubrey trial, there was only one black juror. All the other jurors were white. And people were saying that justice wouldn't be served because there are no black people on the jury. And when when 
all of the racist talk and the white supremacy talk and all of the things that people people have have said and utilized over the years to get their point across this defeats all of that when you go back to the Kyle Rittenhouse case and people say there was, there was racism yet he shot no black person look at Armin Arbery one black juror and the, the three white men involved in this killing all were found guilty it's a new day it's a new day in America and you really have to look closely and Armin Arbery's mother kind of put the nail in the coffin well she she ultimately did put the nail in the coffin because instead of shouting black lives matter she said all lives matter and that she doesn't want this anyone to go to do this situation it's it's very telling and, and it, it sets a new precedent for for what america will be going forward you know in 2020 there was so much racial tension and it, it was you either for this or you're against it and what ultimately was happening was you had you had uh, good honest people signing off on things that weren't so righteous and you you had unrighteous people leading packs of people in and, and creating chaos all over you have all you had all these groups form proud boys antifa along with black lives matter and they were all just not only collecting money from people but they were also creating chaos and it was it was like a, a new age gangs were being formed and people were picking their sides well now going to the end of 2021 we got justice for for george floyd there was justice for Breonna taylor there's justice for armin arby there's been justice for elijah mccain some some of uh the victims were, were compensated and the, the killer received jail time others were compensated and there was no jail time on on from the killers but justice is being served and that's that gives you new hope in the justice system and it further shows you that Kyle Rittenhouse himself got a fair trial at best you can say all of these incidents that occurred that that created so much chaos in the country and divided people people that were already divided it shows you that the justice system is working and you can't take things at face value you really have to look into the details you have to look into the details and you can't you can't listen to, to the mouthpieces that play the race card over and over and over and over again you have to look at the details the, the law is not solely built around race you have to look at well what are the people doing and Ahmed Aubrey you know when I heard the story of what happened I I'm grateful I'm happy that the men were found guilty because he was accused of jogging and he didn't have jogging equipment on. And I said, well, I do the same thing too. You know, I, I, I would often work out in jeans on, with jeans on. I would shoot hoops with jeans on. Am, am I putting myself in a position where I, I, can, I can be killed because I'm not wearing uh, gym gear when working out? 
So I was grateful. I was happy to see that, you know, justice was served in, in, in that case. And I think all of those cases that that, that uh, came about last year, justice is being served. And what people have to, to have to understand is that while you're picking sides and, and, and you know, deciding who's guilty and who's innocent, you really have to look into the details, you know, because oftentimes you may want someone to, to, to be innocent or you may want uh, someone to, to be found guilty. But if you don't pay attention to the details, you end up being disappointed. You know, and I spoke about this in the past when I, when I spoke about George Floyd. You know, while what happened to him was a tragedy and it should not have happened. I, I was a bit disappointed that he, he had drugs in the system. Shows you that it could have gone another way because he wasn't in the right state of mind. Tells you a lot. But it's a new day in America. Things are changing for the, for the better. And, you know, you have to commend Black Lives Matter. You have to commend them for the work that they did. Because while, you know, there, there's been talks about, you know, the, the money that, that Patrice was receiving, that she, she's a Marxist and she practiced witchcraft, all of the things that can be said against her, the organization got some work done. Ben Crump got some work done. So we have to you have to give give them, you know, respect for that, that they did get the work done. It wasn't easy, it wasn't pretty. They got the work done. And of course they got they got the bag as well. Hopefully both sides can learn going forward. You know, when when these situations started to come about, when these situations started to come about, I was extremely disappointed because it was dragging me into a space that I had over already overcome. My mindset wasn't focused on on race and racism and racial injustice because I had already evolved from that. It was, I, I wasn't in that space. I wasn't in that mindset. But, you know, the talks of Colin Kaepernick and all these other things, it, it drags you back into this space and you have to focus on things that you don't necessarily need to want to focus on. But I'm grateful that justice has been served and, and both sides, uh, conservative, liberal, black and white, are seeing that the justice system is, is getting work done. And hopefully it is a new day in America and people do approach things with caution, with respect, with dignity, and and work to be morally right. You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. The Democrats' Instagram page has given followers cheat sheets on how to defend President Joseph R. Biden in the midst of Thanksgiving. So if you're sitting at your at the, at the family dining table, if you're if you're with family and politics comes up and they say Joe Biden hasn't done anything, the Democrats provided a cheat sheet on, on what you can say and what his accomplishments are. It was, it was, like I said, it was posted on on their Instagram page and reads: When gathering around the dinner table, gobble, don't squabble. 
we've created a handy cheat sheet for your Thanksgiving dinner conversations. And it, it, it covers the historic economic recovery. That's that's the first thing Joe Biden has, has accomplished. A record 5.6 million new jobs were created in the first nine months of the Biden-Harris administration. Unemployment is now under 5%, the lowest since the pandemic began two years earlier than forecasters expected. Working Americans are seeing paychecks increase. Joe Biden ended the 20-year war in Afghanistan. Multiple presidents, including President Trump, said they'd end the war that cost us trillions of dollars and thousands of lives. But President Biden got it done and brought our troops home. Executed the biggest airlift in history with more than 120,000 people evacuating from Kabul airport. In his first few days, he rejoined the World Health Organization. He rejoined the, the Paris Climate Accord, reversed President Trump's Muslim ban, strengthened protection for DACA recipients, enacted the American Rescue Plan, a $1.9 trillion investment to change the course of the pandemic, relief checks to millions of Americans, mounted a national vaccination program, safely reopened schools, community vaccination sites set up nationwide, sealed up testing, scaled up testing and tracing, kept small businesses open, passed the bipartisan infrastructure law. The previous administration celebrated infrastructure week without ever getting it done. President Biden delivered. He delivered clean water to all American families and eliminated lead pipe nationwide, reliable high-speed internet for, for every American, repair and rebuild our roads and bridges, and upgrade our airports and ports, strengthening supply chains to prevent disruption that have contributed to inflation, create good paying union jobs, take on take on the climate crisis. The Build Back Better Act, the, the last slide has, hasn't happened yet, but that's, that's, that's still on the table. But that's, that's what the Democrats have put forward as to the accomplishments of, of President Biden in, in his first nine years in office. While on, on the GOP side, they have their own list. Biden inflation in one chart. Shoes, uh, clothing is expensive. Wait, hold on. Let me give it to you the right way. Uh, Biden inflation. Poultry is up 7.5%. Ham is up 7.6%. Spices, 4.9%. Bread and crackers up 7.5%. Potatoes up 1.7%. Cakes up 6.6%. Apples 6.7%. That's just food. Gas is up 49.6% since last year. Shoes are up 5.2%. Dresses, 0.92%. Televisions, 10.4%. Computers, 8.4%. Sporting goods, 8.7%. Used cars and trucks, up 26.4%. Under President Joseph Biden. And food, of course, is expensive in every space. Imagine being vegan in this in this time is a nightmare. <laughs> Under President Biden and, and and the GOP has has you covered on that front. I don't encourage discussing politics at the dinner table. You want you want Thanksgiving to be about family giving thanks and preparing for the, for, for for Christmas and the New Year. So it's not a good idea, but there. There are those talk talking points, and you know, feel free to utilize them. Hillary Clinton, Secretary Hillary Clinton, also um, 
gave some commentary on the work that President Joe Biden has been doing. She says in an interview with Rachel Maddow of MSNBC, Americans are gullible, say they don't they don't appreciate Biden's accomplishments. She she says that she blames misinformation by Republicans and says that there's a lack of gatekeepers and people with historic perspective to help to help Americans understand what they're seeing. She believes that Americans don't understand what's happening and that there needs to be people explaining this information to them. There are many news shows on television. MSNBC is a news channel. CNN is a news channel. Fox News is a news channel. But I think she, she chose to, to say that Republicans are putting out more information, a lot of misinformation to keep people from seeing the good that Joe Biden is doing. Let me know what you think of this. She also says, you know, democracy is messy. You know, a lot of people got, oh, I think, kind of frustrated looking at the messy process for legislation. And they didn't really appreciate that. Within a year, the Biden administration has passed two major pieces of legislation through both the House and Senate, referencing the coronavirus relief bill and the infrastructure bill that was signed into law this year. Listeners. What do you think? Has Joe Biden accomplished what the Democrats are saying in his first year? I've spoken about this in previous episodes and, you know, I, I did the American Crisis episode, America Still in Crisis episode. So all that information is there. But let me know what you think. Are the Democrats right? Is Hillary Clinton right? Are people not seeing the good that Joe Biden is doing? At this moment, he has a 41% approval rating. 71% of Americans believe the country is going in the wrong direction. And there's also some division amongst the Democratic Party. So let me know. My quick take is the country is not in, in, in the best shape. And I, and I believe people will accept it as it is, much like they did during President Obama's second term. And there will be people who will accept jobs, you know, um, to to take care of their families. Doesn't mean they'll like the job. Doesn't mean it's going to be the best opportunity for them. But they, they'll take it just to get things going. When 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 you're in a period of inflation, you have to work to survive. So those things go hand in hand. People will work. Doesn't mean it's the best job. Doesn't mean they, they'll like it. Doesn't doesn't mean it's it's, it's a good job. It's a sta- sustainable job. But they will do what they have to do to, to, to live in this period of inflation. Also, unemployment has run out for, for a large number of people. So people are going to have to get back to work just to get things going. Doesn't mean it's it's really good on his part. As far as the Afghanistan war, it's clear that America lost the war in Afghanistan. Taliban took over soon after. American lives were lost because of Joe Biden's failure to properly execute an exit strategy. Strategy. I don't think he had an exit strategy when it comes to that. We still have a border crisis. 1.1 million people have come into America since President Joe Biden has stepped into office. So we do have, have that crisis. Democrats are, are losing seats and losing uh, positions in office throughout the country. So the information is out there. It's up to you to decide. But from what I'm seeing, he's not really doing a good job. And, and it's like I said, people will accept it because some things are what they are. And you, what can you do? He, he's, he's in office for four years. 
But if you really break it down objectively, President President Donald Trump was a better president than Joe Biden. He may have been uh, a bit aggressive, but he did what was best for the country. And I, I don't think I can't say the same for, for President Joe Biden. But that's 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 what you have. You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Minister Malcolm X has been in the news a lot lately. The the late civil rights activist, member of the Nation of Islam, has been in the news because two men who were convicted in his assassination have been exonerated. Now it's been long speculated that that the three men convicted in Malcolm's assassination of the three two two were innocent. Talmadge Hayer also said that he was he was the assassin. The other two weren't. He never gave up the name of his co-conspirators, but he he did say that the two men were innocent. It took 56 years for for their names to be cleared. A big part of that was due to a documentary that aired on Netflix titled Who Killed Malcolm X? And they detailed what happened. And that led to the two men being cleared in the killing of Malcolm X. Just two days after the news broke, Malika Shabazz, the youngest of, of, of Malcolm's children, also a twin, passed away in her home in Brooklyn. The The life of, of, of Malcolm X was not an easy life. His father was a Garveyite and he was killed by the Ku Klux Klan. His, his mother was institutionalized. Malcolm ultimately pursued a life of crime converted to to islam while in prison came out of prison and became and rose quickly through the ranks in the nation of islam and became the late elijah muhammad's most respected leader and he converted to many people he got people off of drugs he got people off of alcohol he got people off of smoking and eating pork and got them on the right path eating healthy defending themselves building up their families he really fought against what what was happening to, to the black community and he, he kept many people on the straight and narrow of course he he, he had his, his distractors and his, his rivals he wasn't on the best of terms with um, Dr. Martin Luther King, who was also prominent at that time. The two were at, were at odds. Ultimately, Malcolm was, was assassinated. His children, he had, six, he had six girls. His children also did not have easy lives. You know, they had to deal with, with the, the name of Malcolm X, his reputation, and it wasn't so easy for them. One in particular was Kabila Shabazz. Now, Kabila Shabazz was the daughter that produced the first male heir in the Shabazz family. Understand Malcolm only had, had girls. There were he had no sons. And she she birthed Malcolm Shabazz. Malcolm Shabazz had a troubled life. In, in an article in, in uh, New York Post, they detailed the, the, the children of Malcolm X. And Kobila says you know, when she she was accepted into Princeton University, she dropped out after three semesters. She says that because of her father's radical reputation, people thought she was supposed to wear beret and combat boots and dashikis. And when I didn't arrive that way, it was it was a bit rough, she said. She traveled to Paris, took classes at, at Sorbonne, and met L.A. Boaspa. An Algerian man with whom she had she had a son, Malcolm Shabazz, in 1984. The couple split. She returned to the U.S. and she worked odd jobs, but also began to drink. 
not only did she she began drinking heavily she she formed a plot to kill minister louis farrakhan who has has been the head of the nation of islam for a very long time now but this happened in 1995 and she had blamed him for, for the death of malcolm x now you have to understand in malcolm's life towards the latter part of life he had a big falling out with the nation of islam he had a falling out with, with his with his mentor his father figure elijah muhammad now, elijah muhammad while respected did straight from Muslim teachings and, and, and fathered many children out of wedlock with his um, young assistants. And that that was a part of it. But of course, there was also jealousy because of Malcolm's rise to prominence. And when so many people in each other's ears, they were never able to resolve their issue. But the respect was always there. It, they just were never able to, to, to resolve the issue. And Malcolm ultimately lost his life. Kobila uh, blamed Louis Farrakhan, who was also rising up to the ranks of the Nation of Islam, and she she plotted to have him assassinated. It was foiled by the FBI. She was she was arrested, and and she ultimately ended up having to seek treatment for for drug and alcohol abuse. Now it was in that time, uh, her son Malcolm Malcolm Shabazz was sent to live with Betty Shabazz. Bet, uh, Betty Shabazz, the wife of Malcolm, took in took in uh, Malcolm Shabazz, but he didn't want to live there. He was unhappy living with, with Grandma, and ultimately ended up burning the, the the house. Betty suffered burns to eighty percent of her body, which ultimately cost her her life. Malcolm Shabazz himself, while he spent eighteen months in juvenile detention, did not really. Uh, get on the straight and narrow he would he would lose his life at the age of 28 he was beaten to death in mexico it hasn't been easy for malcolm's children now it hasn't been all tragedy atala shabazz uh wrote books she she wrote plays she, she formed their relationship with with um, Yolanda King, the, the daughter of, of, of Malcolm, Martin, excuse me, Martin Luther King Jr. And I always have a hard time pronouncing her name. Iyalsa Shabazz. Hopefully I'm saying it correct. Probably not. But she also uh, became an author and, and an activist in her, in her own right. And she she's she's a very public figure. While the others, uh, Gamila Shabazz, has, has stayed out of the spotlight. Malak Shabazz has followed in, in, in her father's path. She Malak Shabazz is is the twin sister of Malika Shabazz. So it's been pretty much up and down for the children of Malcolm since his passing. But Kabila Shabazz had it the worst, it seems. You know, she, it was really tough on her that her father her father was killed and killed ultimately by, by the Nation of Islam. Of course, we know there were other people involved and the organization itself had many chapters across the United States and, you know, people are human. And it, they were easily infiltrated. Malcolm himself had, had one of his security details. One of his security details was actually... A, undercover so it was never easy for 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 malcolm it was never easy for his children all in all malcolm was a great man and um, 
you know, he, he did a great service for, for the black community and for black people as a whole. Rest in peace to, to Malika Shabazz and, you know, God, God bless the Shabazz family. As we wrap up, I want to bring up this story. I'll likely continue it next episode as well. I, w- I want to see how, how this develops. But I, I noticed, I noticed a prominent black men have been catching COVID. Not only prominent black men, but fully vaccinated black men have been catching COVID. You have to understand, you have to take into context, NBA star Kyrie Irving is not playing for the Brooklyn Nets this season because of vaccine protocols, COVID protocols. He, he doesn't want to be vaccinated, and as a result, he's not allowed to play. However, men like Chris Rock, Jesse Jackson, Colin Powell, Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants, Logan Ryan of the New York Giants have all tested positive for COVID while being fully vaccinated. And I've noticed I noticed this trend and I'm going to be looking more into it, but I want people to be conscious of this. You know, Colin Powell now late Colin Powell passed away from COVID while being fully vaccinated. But it shows you that men of all ages within the black community while complying are still catching COVID and one ultimately lost his life. I'm going to keep monitoring this story and I'll talk about it next episode some more depending on what I gather. But I want people to be conscious of this and be aware of it that although men in the black community are complying they're still catching COVID and we we must be be aware of of that situation I've spoken out about the the vaccine and I've spoken out about the the vaccine mandates in past episodes but I also want people to to be aware that men who are complying are are still falling victim to, to COVID You've been listening to JD News USA. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to contact me at jeff at jdnewsusa.com. That's jeff at jdnewsusa.com. For any business, if you'd like me to document any any events that you're doing, podcasts, video, documents, documentary, contact info at jdmediausa.com. That's info at jdmediausa.com. To connect with me on social media, I'm at Jeff Hefe Delis on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, as well as TikTok and Snapchat. Contact me, connect with me. I'm on all social media platforms. If it's if it's difficult for you to find, visit the website, jeffhefedelis.com. All of the details are there. Thank you for listening. Next time.